0: Brought to you by praylatin.com makers of prayer cards featuring complete english phonetic renderings of latin pronunciations interesting news came out over the weekend about the synod on synodality all of it in keeping with francis's trip to bahrain where he preached the false gospel of universal salvation and fraternity his message was that all creeds are essentially the same that we divide ourselves artificially and that god wants us to be friendly and united in some sort of passive aggressive friendliness under the banner of fraternity. His message rarely makes sense by itself, but given new revelations about the synod and how the synod on synodality has an outcome that is clearly pre- predetermined from the highest offices in Rome already, as the analysis of a priest that I'll show you here provides, or seeing being born is the ape of the church that we've been warned about from various Catholic mystics and prophets throughout the centuries. Let's take a concrete look at what this ape of the church looks like in our time, especially in the context of Francis' own words. So to start, let's check in with Pacapapa Francis, who is on what they're calling an apostolic journey to Bahrain. It's worth reminding ourselves here that the Gospels never contain the word fraternity, yet Francis uses the word fraternity an awful lot on his trip. The official Francis Twitter account likes to tweet out quotes from Francis from his homilies and speeches, whenever he makes these trips. And as you'll see here, his favorite word has become fraternity. Rarely does he say things like repent or stop sinning, but fraternity is one he loves. And while that word is not found in the gospels, it is a core value of the false gospel of the French Revolution. From Francis's Bahrain address, we get this nugget of wisdom, quote, these days in the kingdom of Bahrain, mark a precious stage in the journey of friendship That is intensified in recent years with various local religious leaders. A fraternal journey that, beneath the gaze of heaven, seeks to foster peace on earth. Hashtag apostolic journey. That is what the Lord asks of us. To commit ourselves to practice universal fraternity. To persevere in good, even when evil is done to us. To break the spiral of revenge by disarming violence and demilitarizing the heart. Hashtag apostolic journey. End quote. And that's my problem with his message, universal fraternity. If you want a universal brotherhood of some kind, that only comes through Jesus Christ and his church through a call to conversion and people sacrificing everything to make that happen, not through putting aside beliefs that people feel so strongly about that they used to be willing to sacrifice everything for them in the name of now a group hug kumbaya mentality that solves nothing, but turns everyone lukewarm in their beliefs. That is what Francis is preaching, lukewarmness, which is all the better to be manipulated by his secular allies, who seem to be behind everything that he does. His Bahrain trip is a perfect encapsulation of the synod on synodality, which is openly seeking to change the faith in order to make the church appear more welcoming and embracing of all those things the church had inherently previously called sinful. All the way through church history, These things were called sinful. And yes, the church is not merely welcoming sinners here in the synod, but welcoming sin itself. No longer is is there a call to repentance. There is no call to stop sinning. But instead, the synodal documents call for the church to stop calling behavior sins. There is an open call for the church to reject the warnings of scripture against certain sins that cry out to heaven, to embrace modern secular notions of inclusion, and to instead simply assert that the church was wrong and to be ashamed of the Church's past. Down this path lies destruction, which Father Gerald Murray is forced to point out to anyone who will listen in a new article over at The Catholic Thing. Down this path lies absolute madness. From his article in The Catholic Thing, headline, A Self-Destructive Synod. It's worth noting here that this commentary is going on while Francis is again traveling to Bahrain, spouting heresy, especially the heresy of universal salvation. With heretics at every level of the church, it's worth reminding ourselves that the synod is driving the church towards a cliff of formalizing heresy in ways not seen in the church possibly ever. From Father Gerald Murray's article in The Catholic Thing, quote, The General Secretariat of the Synod of Bishops issued the working document for the continued continental stage of the synod for a synodal church last week it unapologetically calls into question various Catholic doctrines under the guise of listening to the Holy Spirit, who remarkably is somehow speaking through the complaints and criticisms of those who reject what the Church teaches and has always taught. Contributions from around the world that contradict Catholic doctrine are cited or summarized with approval because, quote, they express in a particularly powerful, beautiful, and or precise way sentiments expressed more generally than in many reports. Those sentiments enjoy the presumption of spirit-inspired truth, while doctrines cause alienation and sorrow. Remarks from an American parish group are emblematic, The vision of a church capable of radical inclusion, shared belonging, and deep hospitality according to the teachings of Jesus is at the heart of the synodal process. Instead of behaving like gatekeepers, trying to exclude others from the table. We need to do more to make sure that people know that everyone can find a place and a home here. The working document further explains that, quote, the synodal experience can be read as a path of recognition for those who do not feel sufficiently recognized in the church. End quote. And what are we expected to recognize? The rights of man. That's what we are expected to recognize. The story of salvation is really about the relationship between man and God, that man often turns his eyes and heart away from God, and that God sent his only begotten son to restore that relationship, so damaged by sin and evil, that the only means of restoring that relationship was through the sacrifice of Jesus Christ on the cross, and of course his resurrection. Repentance means recognizing the authority of God, submitting to it and coming home to him, like the prodigal son. Now, instead, another value from the French Revolution comes to the forefront, the rights of man. And we are told that why God declared to be sins or the natural order of things are, in fact, not sins or are subject to change. And worst of all, we're told that God is the author of this change in a blasphemous display of revolutionary thought taking hold in the church. I'll return to Father Gerald Murray's article here as we get closer to the end of this here in a few minutes, because Father Murray expounds how the Synod is clearly about changing the faith. Enforcing change upon the faith by outside actors, a most horrendous evil program that so many are sleepwalking through, it's a little wonder that's not getting more attention. Swiss Swiss Bishop Marion Elingotti could not remain silent about the process and described the Synod as a marketing campaign for heresy. And that's actually him, that bishop, being pretty nice about all of this. The role of those not part of the Catholic Church in any way in this process points more to apostasy than mere heresy. And we'll get to their role here in a few minutes. LifeSite News has the article, though, from the bishop. Headline, Swiss bishop condemns the synod on synodality as a, quote, marketing campaign for heresy. Important councils, such as Trent, have reacted to false doctrines and provided clarity. Whereas nowadays, synodal processes act as carriers that transport the harmful substances or heresies and are toxic themselves, writes Bishop Marion Eleganti. The bishop is from Switzerland, and he's not holding anything back here in the slightest. We live in a time when false doctrines tickle the ears of the typical Catholic, and Rome is only too happy to oblige, like giving them more false doctrines instead of the truth. We're not in the business of calls to repentance anymore. We, as the Catholic Church now, are in the business of trying to make nice with the world. Remember who the prince of the world is. From the article, quote, the Church has not been on the wrong track for 2,000 years to be enlightened and corrected in our days by a synodal process in the 21st century. For that, we need neither a third Vatican council nor a slimmed-down substitute event called the Synod on Synodality. I thought, as the title says, that the topic to be discussed would be, quote, synodality, as a supposed new modus operandi of the Church. But no, instead it is again about the same synodal leftovers warmed up for the umpteenth time since the 1970s. Democracy, participation, involvement in power. Women in all offices and the diaconate of women or priesthood of women. Reversion of the morality of the flesh regarding extramarital fleshly activities. Remarriage and the sins of of James Martin. Doing away with priest-centeredness in liturgy, etc. We all know this. The repeated proposals are poured over and over into new bottles on which the labels listening, inclusivity, Welcoming, diversity, and equality are now pasted into a kind of marketing campaign that sells yesterday's produce as fresh and sells it politely to the man or woman. They are all nice-sounding, emotionally positive terms, but they are empty phrases in relation to the truth or correctness of a position that is at stake. When it comes to theft and speeding, we are exclusive. Apparently, it is only in doctrine that we must not be. Besides, in the gospel and the words of Jesus there is clearly exclusivity. There are people are there are people are excluded from the wedding hall or are thrown out of it to a place where weeping and gnashing of teeth prevail. These are the words of Jesus. We have forgotten that the church is a teaching church, the Ecclesia Docens, a materate magistra, mother and teacher of truth and morality or faith not a sleepwalker to be taken by the hand by the spirit of the age. She has always been led by the Holy Spirit for the times and does not contradict herself in her teaching. For example, in the judgment of the James Martin sin, a great evil in the clergy of the last 50 years, which is still not tackled, but all the more successfully covered up, including at the very top in the Vatican. There's an accusation there, by the way. Although all studies have shown that the majority of Ted McCarrick problems in the clergy have James Martin connotations. The scandal is framed and glossed over with the term clericalism or misuse of power. The latter is, of course, also in play, but only a necessary but not a sufficient explanation for the phenomenon of the predominantly male victims of the clergy, who, in contrast to general civil society, are in the majority not children or girls, but rather adolescent males or young adult men. End quote. He got pretty spicy there at the end, didn't he? My detractors like to claim that I'm being hyperbolic by claiming the synod of synodality is a third Vatican council. Maybe they'll take a conciliar bishop's word for it instead. He certainly has more authority on the subject than I do, and he's not like a radical traditionalist by any stretch of the imagination. The synod on synodality is meant to have a revolutionary impact on the church, one that Vatican insiders whisper Francis admits he won't be around to implement, but instead hopes that his successor will be, and that he is taking steps to ensure that his successor is a Francis II, as opposed to a Pius XIII. We'll see about that, of course, but this much is clear. The Synod is not about solving problems plaguing the Church. If it was, the Synod would focus on expelling all the spiritual sons of Ted Macaric and Maciel from the priesthood. It would reinforce clerical celibacy, not undermine it, and would instead redouble the efforts to bring holy men called to the priesthood into the ordained life. That would require a reforming of the seminaries and numerous other things, but instead the church accepts secular notions of the day and the infernal messaging of the secular world that the church is in the wrong and always has been It needs to get with the times. That somehow clericalism has been a problem basically since the time of Christ, and that the church has gotten off track until very recently at Vatican II in a bizarre modernist version of the Protestant era of the Babylonian captivity. And in so embracing these errors and heresies, they're crafting a new religion. Here's really what that looks like. The bishops who have decided these things won't be acting alone. We're coming back to that Father Gerald Murray article where The priest describes in the final synodal synodal process that the bishops whose job it is to implement these things will be outnumbered by literally non-Catholic figures and are going to be essentially rubber stamps. From his Catholic Thing article, quote, In the next phase of this self-destructive social process, the Continental Assembly scheduled for early 2023, the world's bishops are instructed that all assemblies be ecclesial and not merely episcopal ensuring that their composition adequately represents the variety of the people of god bishops presbyters deacons consecrated women and men laymen and women it is important to pay special attention to the presence of women and young people laymen and lay women consecrated men and women in formation seminarians people living in conditions of poverty or marginalization and those who have direct contact with these groups and persons Fraternal delegates from other Christian denominations, representatives of other religions and faith traditions, and some people with no religious affiliation. Given this list, the bishops will be a minority. In their role? Quoting the document. They are asked to identify appropriate ways to carry out their task of validating and approving the final document, ensuring that it is the fruit of an authentically synodal journey, respectful of the process that has taken place, and faithful to the diverse voices of the people of God, in each continent. In other words, bishops are to function as a court as recording secretaries. They're not advised to ensure the fidelity of the assembly to church teaching. And quote. Again, that's the priest telling you that. And I'll say it more bluntly than he did. The bishops are asked to be a rubber stamp for the Synodal process. Remember, this is as we're being told a moment of democracy in the church. We're being told that the Spirit is moving among the laity. And remember Francis' words in his Bahrain trip, too. Heaven, according to his view, is moving all religions at the same time, wanting us to essentially work as one. This is heresy of the worst kind, for it's a tacit denial of the salvific offering of Christ on the cross. Christ told us that there's no way to the Father except through him. Francis doesn't believe that, apparently. And why is he doing this? To get love and respect of the world. The synod is taking the church to perdition, and yet many continue to be willfully blind to the real consequences of what is going on, so I'm curious what you think about this. Father Gerald Murray, Murray's analysis of the synod is something to be concerned with that they're going to just be rubber stamps. Is the synod going to just be a rubber stamp for the worst heresies imaginable. But the bishop from Switzerland is he right in saying that the church is embracing heresy of the worst sort? That it's a marketing campaign for heresy. Let me know in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't; it really does help. As is sharing this on social media, that helps a lot as well. Always pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.